Another Wednesday afternoon on the East Coast, Wednesday morning on the West Coast for Draped and Gold, your one-stop shop for the in-depth NXT coverage you need. And like my slang of the day calendar says, it's going to be ratchet. What's going on? It's your boy Flowboy Boys. But as always, I'm not alone. I'm being joined by the award-winning Wrestling Inc. contributor, Jack Farmer. What's up, baby? You've got a slang calendar of the day, but no longer a pun calendar of the day. But uh, it was upgrade. It was upgrade. <laughs> what has what has happened to this world? Shout out to JLJ who saved me from puns. Who saved me from daily puns? Back in my day, we had a pun calendar, which was the fashion. At the time. <laughs> I don't think anyone gets a reference anymore. That's how old we are. That's how old that show is. Which uh, makes that joke better again, because now it's a thing that doesn't make sense to young people. Right. It's like my dad has like those like those uh those dad jokes that no one gets anymore. It's like, oh man, he's hitting like Cleon Jones. You're like, who? <laughs> Cleon Jones. I was like, who's that? The best thing about the name Cleon Jones is there's a 50-50 shot you're referencing a real person, and I can't tell whether or not that's a made-up name or a real person. I, I actually am tragically. Uh, but speaking of anti, speaking of tragic, man, uh, Heat Wave, another episode in the books. It is one of those uh, fancy special edition shows. Uh, before we get into match per match, just overall thoughts about this and having more of these specially Brenda shows. To me, I felt that was more of a pandemic gimmick, but it seems to be here to stay. I like the way they do these specialty branded shows. I think it's fun. It gives a show that's in between these PLEs something that has a little bit more stakes to it. And something I really love about what NXT does is they've created this sort of tradition of having two of the characters or a couple of the characters or wrestlers who aren't at the event to do the intro, like by the pool or whatever it is. And oh, yeah. I like I like it. I like like this time they had Tony D and Stax by the pool. It, it one, it's fun. Two, it reminds us of what's going on without it just being an obvious recap show. But three, I always say it makes them look like real people. Like Tony Stacks, Tony and Stacks are by the pool. Girls show up. They want to impress. You know, they're they're normal guys. They're not just like constantly like it's all about wrestling and the family. You know what I mean? It, it, it gives them a little bit more humanity when I see them like this. I, I know what you mean, but shout out to Big Ange, if you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, <laughs> let's start it with the biggest travesty of them all because it's not even our main event or our one main event, but we had a Heritage Cup match here. It was Nathan Frazier yeah. against Noam Dar, and Metaphor was around ringside, and even though Nathan Frazier uh, asked Tyler Bate to be his second, and we'll get to why Tyler Bate was there towards the end of it, we have a new, old, new Heritage Cup champion in Noam Dar. Um, Jack Farmer, you were a big advocate of Noam Dar's reign as Heritage Cup champion. Mm -hmm. I bet you must be over the moon. Well, I got a question for you, Flobo. Is Noam Dar the record-setting three-time Heritage Cup champion, or is he the record-setting longest-reigning Heritage Cup champion? Which record would you like to say Noam Dar is breaking? I hate this, because it sounds like one of those inner romantic pick things. That's my gimmick, Jack. Um, I, I would say three times, because he didn't lose it last time. So he is a three-time Heritage Cup winner. He's never lost a Heritage Cup championship match uh, since since we go back to his time at NXT UK. Listen, man, let's talk about the match, okay? The quicker we get over this, the quicker I'll get over the real matches of what happened. Because like I said, this was a travesty. Nathan Frazier did not win the match fine, but the fact that this even match was even a possibility is just the worst thing I've ever seen happen at Heritage Cup. 
Well, you're right. I agree because Nathan Frazier shouldn't have been involved in this. It should have been Tyler Bate versus Noam Dar for the Heritage Cup Championship, the real champion versus the real number one contender. But yet again, Nathan Frazier just leaves a trail of destruction behind him of anyone who tries to be near him. Like you said, Tyler Bate out there trying to help him. Guess what? He lost his shot at the Heritage Cup Championship and he got attacked. Look, if you're a wrestler at NXT, stay clear of Nathan Frazier. He's cursed. You don't want to be near that guy. Anyone who's near him ends up being destroyed. That's uh, evidence of circumstantial. So about the first fall? Though, which a lot gave... of circumstances happening around. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot here. Uh, which gave Nathan Frazier a bit of that one fall deficit. It was Dabakato showing up again out of seemingly nowhere and taking out Tyler Bate. Now, Dabakato is one of those in individuals that we all know looks like a million bucks, but they really haven't found their place on NXT 3.0. But taking out Tyler Bate is a surefire way to do it, no? Yeah, I mean, you take out a NXT UK champion and someone who's got the greatest thighs in all of pro wrestling uh, with a bullet certified thigh guy, number one. Well, stop with the thighs. <laughs> he does the squats. You got to give him the respect. So, uh, but you're right. This is a great way to get noticed. Unfortunately, Dabakato has the worst timing imaginable. I... Can't believe they, they look. I'm a huge Heritage Cup Championship fan. You know, I've it's one of the divisions that I have really grown to love. And I don't like to throw NXT under the bus, but they did this match dirty with two picture in picture breaks. Okay, let's talk about this. What, what is your deal with not liking the picture in picture breaks? Don't be sick of the action, man. I, I, but I am missing the action. I mean, why? Uh, I, you're, look, you're not you getting squint really anybody. hard. You can see what's happening. No one, I feel like no one is winning. The, the, the wrestlers in the match isn't getting watched. The ad isn't getting watched. And me, the fan, isn't happy watching this. It's like a three-way lose. Like, just pick your and, and look, Dabakato comes out, has a huge moment, and we it's shrunken down and has to be recapped. Don't, Noam Dar, don't think I didn't notice that the production team over at NXT tried to do Noam Dar dirty by having his fall occur while he was in picture in picture. Noam Dar deserves better. Well, shout out to Pizza Hut and the shows in the USA Network, even though we don't want to watch these things. Let me ask you a question. When the picture in picture break does happen, what do you focus on? Is it the ad? Is it the match? You go get a snack? What are you actually doing during that time? I usually pull up my phone and start playing on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I do the same thing. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, no, it's the war. I would rather they go to a commercial break. Just go to a commercial break because then I feel like, oh, I have a break to either watch this commercial or I can go grab something to eat. But with that, I like, I am no, I am neither free to go grab something from the kitchen, yeah. nor am I able to enjoy the show. It's Let me, one more question about this, because this, this is really interesting. Would it matter though, if the ad was silent and the, the match audio was continuing during a picture in picture? It would still bug me. I just, I hate it. I, I don't know. It just, it drives me nuts. I hate it when any company does it. I hate picture in picture. I think it should be done away with. I get why they started doing it in the first place, but I feel like that time is over. Let's just get rid of it. Let's move on from it. I hate, it's it's my biggest pet peeve in all of pro wrestling. It drives me nuts. Every time it happens, I get a little bit more angry. It bothers me. Here's my pet peeve. Noam Dar is now the Heritage Cup winner, undisputed. I have to say that no longer a dispute. Wait, what's there's, that? He's now Noam Dar is now, whether I like it or not, the undisputed Heritage Cup champion. 
I'm going to hold my hand up to my ear as if my headphones don't. Yeah, I was like, that's do the whole that. point. <laughs> Dang it, Hogan. Uh, but still, there's <laughs> going to be a tournament announced for the Heritage Cup Championship with the, the finals, or I guess the actual championship match happening at No Mercy at Mechanic Bank Arena in Bakersfield, California on September 30th. Now, I know I can ask you who you want to be in the tournament, uh, but the question I have for you is this. After what we saw between Nathan Frazier and Noam Dar over the past four or five weeks, do you think the Heritage Cup is being enamored or being taken in by NXT USA fans? Or is that really a niche thing that only us UK Star Wars fans are a fan of? You know, I, I was actually asking uh, another pundit in pro wrestling, Issa, about this NYC Demon Diva, and she was saying she hasn't been able to embrace it just yet because it feels like it takes too long and it's too slow. I think that, all jokes aside, I do think that the uh, that USA or NXT isn't doing it any favors by having the multiple commercial breaks. Um Maybe we were also spoiled too because the people who were covering it, the commentary team, and this is no disrespect to the current NXT commentary team, but when you had Andy Shepard and Nigel McGuinness who really understood what was all about the Heritage Cup, they I think they were able to communicate it to us, the fans, a little bit better and make it feel a little bit more important. I think it's missing that right now. And so yeah. it feels like a weird thing on NXT as opposed to this really cool kind of um, uh, traditional matchup kind of thing like because for me i love the strategy i love that there's strategy involved i love that it's i love these two minute sprints where you're like oh here they go can they get it done in this amount of time yeah. i feel like there's a lot more tension throughout these matches if you're really paying attention to them uh and i hope that they hit their groove with this tournament yeah, I'm the same way with the rule change of the solo rule change with the champion retaining uh, if they're tied after six rounds. I understand it's for a time issue of the show, but I feel like having a sudden death really makes things a bit more precarious. Like, oh, what's going to happen? It seems very European, but you're right. British commentary is always superior for some reason, but that's just a bit. I think, too, because we got more of those matches in NXT, uh, and this is getting into the weeds a little bit, but because we saw them more often you would see matches that end in the third round or, you know, ha end quicker than just going to the, the final round where it feels like a lot of what we've been getting in the USA version always goes to the sixth round. So it makes, you know, you don't have that same tension as you did in NXT UK. Because oh. who was it? Like someone, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Dave Mastiff just knocked someone out in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was um, it against Trent Seven? I have to look that up. But yeah, he he just knocked him out in the middle of it because that was something that could happen. And so they only went to like round three, and that made every round so exciting because you'd be like, "Is this going to be the round that it ends?" And it, to me, it made you glued to the screen. I don't think they found that formula yet here in the U.S. Well, it's the only time we'll tell about that one. But last night was about our epic main event. It was also our social media moment. Carmelo Hayes, which we are huge fans of for Undraped and Gold in her real life, takes on Wesley, one of the most improved as far as being considered an upward contender on NXT because he's been dope ever since day one. The match, instant classic, but at the end of it all, it was still him. Now, Jack Farmer, the first title defense since the... Desillusion, hiatus of Trick Mellow Gang, Carmelo Hayes once again on top. Of course. I mean, Carmelo Hayes, as you said, he's we're we're fans of him on this show. We always back him. Uh him. Uh him. but uh, I am. I am. That's <laughs> I Y A M. I am. Oh, <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving memes inbound, but <laughs> the uh <laughs> you know what? Yes, what? <laughs> I <laughs> anyways oh, yeah. we gotta we gotta get this back but 
this was great. And I said last week, Wesley, to me, I think really is the star in this situation. Not because Carmelo Hayes, Carmelo Hayes is like built in star status at this point. It's right. just assumed. Uh, it's very much like when, um, you know, Roman Reigns has the number one segment on SmackDown. It's like, well, yeah, you assume that we're talking about who else, who the next person is. Uh, that said, Wesley was a star here. I think that he, every single time he is earning his spot at the top of the car. He has great matches. He looks the part, talks on the mic. Well, Wesley has really shown that this is not just him trying to survive without a tag team partner. He is there. He's the guy. And I think that he, he really solidified himself tonight. Shots at this event. So yeah, here's a dealio though. With Wesley taking the loss, I mean, can we all objectively realize he lost this yeah. matchup? Where yeah. does that put the number one contendership for the NXT Championship? I mean, you have Dragon Ball waiting to win for another opportunity. You know who's going to come out of the Eddie Thorpe Dijak situation may have a stake for the NXT title. Braun Brick is running roughshod, and we'll get to that in just quite a minute. It seems to be very, very open for Carmelo Hayes. Who would you pick up there for the next defense? I think Dragunov is the the person that first comes to mind when you say who's the next number one contender. He's the first one that I think of because of one, he's dragging off. So he's always a contender, but two, just got a big win on a big show. And I think that's one that I'd be fine to see run back and, and see have them do again. Um, so I think I'd say dragging off. I think there's other options, but dragging off to me feels like the easy choice. Oh, we went about a month away from um, No Mercy. Triple Threat, was that, would that be something you'd be interested in? Wesley, Dragunov, and Carmelo Hayes? Or that seems to be a bit like running in square pegs to round holes. I think that when it comes to the world title, I like singles matches. I like one-on-one. -on -one. Um, there's some situations where it's fun, where it gets a little dicey with like four-way elimination matches or things like that. But I, I don't know. I, for, for the singles title, I want to see just the number one champion versus the number one contender. Ooh, the man's a purist. Uh, that brings me to this week's general manager pick em. For those of you who are just tuning in, this is where I get to pretend that Jack Farmer is somehow the phantom NXT general manager. Tonight was Heat Wave, and next month we're getting No Mercy in Bakersfield, California, baby. Um, mm -hmm. Just a question. You know, I'm going to give the name of five defunct PLEs. Can you name or pick two that you want to see be revived if you had the chance? Of course, you can write in your own because it's your show. You're the general manager. Uh, what about Cyber Sunday slash Taboo Tuesday, Starcade, TLC Tables, Addis, and Chairs, Evolution being a women's only pay-per-view, or Great Balls of Fire? <laughs> um, you know, the I, I hear this immediately and think of just a pageantry of things like Starcade and Great Balls of Fire. And I, <laughs> um, you, know, you know, it's it's really tough to pick. Uh, I'm a WCW fan. I was a fan of theirs forever. So I'm going to say Starcade. Uh, I would just want it to make sure it is presented in a way that lives up to the history of Starcade. I'd like to see it be a PLE, like you said, not just a not like a heat wave, but like a big deal for them. And I'd like to see it be the biggest show of the year for NXT. Wow. Uh, if you had a chance to pick another one just for funsies. Um, it was, it was a uh, cyber Sunday yeah. slash taboo Tuesday, Starcade, TLC evolution and great balls of fire. Great balls of fire. Cause for oh, the yeah. show. Uh, the, the, I'm, I'm all for having the balls revived. Why not? Right. Um, yeah. The fiery balls <laughs> yeah. that are yeah. just great. 
<laughs> I, I'm with you with Starcade. I think Starcade would be a cool thing. I know they try to do it like a, I know what you call those, like the Smackvilles, where it's like one yeah. hour on a show, and that was pretty much uh, lame. But a Taboo Tuesday could be a Heat Wave type show, and and then definitely BMX Arcade would be my choice. Uh, Cyber Cyber Sunday and Taboo Taboo Tuesday would work. I think that'd be better than like Cyber. The whole Cyber thing, I feel like, is such an old word that no one uses. It just yeah, really, NXT two point That's why it fits. That's true too. Dallas ass way. <laughs> They should call it HTTP colon backslash net. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the other side of Trick Mellow Gang. It was Trick Williams that opened up a contest against Ilya Dragunov. Let's be honest with you. Had the big fight feel a little bit, slightly a little bit bigger than some of the other matches here on the card. Dragunov is an absolute machine, and he got the dub without Torpedo Moscow. But what does it say about Trick Williams there, Jack Farmer? Well, I think Trick Williams has proven he's no longer a sidekick. Trick Williams is he he can stand on his own. He is definitely a an absolutely absolutely a star. And I think that he's showed him like, like he got he got beat up. Let's be honest. He got yeah. he took a beating, but he kept on going, kept on fighting. I absolutely believe in in Trick Williams going forward. I think he can absolutely be a single star. I, I'm very proud of what he was able to accomplish at this event. Dragunov, I mean this in the best possible way. Uh-oh. When someone says that, they mean in the worst possible way. No, I do. I his, love the guy, but... No, no, no I, I mean it's the best way. <laughs> All he due has, respect. Okay. He has the ugliest wrestling style I've ever seen in my life. And I mean that oh. in the best possible way. Like, everything he does, you're just like, ugh. Yes. <laughs> Jeez. Russell Realm Regal in his prime. Very much like, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like... Because, you know, some guys are very fluid and smooth when they hit their moves. Like, Carmelo Hayes, very fluid, very smooth, very – his style is very pretty. Dragunov, he'll just huck you around, throw himself at you, hit you. Like, it's it's ugly, but it's it's incredible at the same time. Gunter does it too. That's why I love UK so much because it felt like combat. It felt like – I mean, it is combat, but it felt like I'm really going to beat you up even if the bell stops ringing, you know what I mean? But – but I will say this about Dragunov, though. Even though he, we've seen him before with like guys like J.D. McDonough having more of that grappling style, we saw a little bit of some powerhouse action, a little bit of a, a little bit of, we'll call him lucha, but definitely a lot more standard wrestling in his arsenal as well. It shows you how deep Dragunov can go. I mean, is he just wasting his time here in a match that's not for the NXT Championship? Well, you got to earn your way back to that championship. You have to find a way back to that. And you, you don't, even though he's a perennial contender, he, you still have to sometimes do something to get back to that spot, much like we talked about Blair Davenport in the past. Uh, I do agree with you. Dragunov looks like he's been bulking up a little bit. He looks like he's been putting on some muscle, and I think he's really been taking advantage of all the training that they have at NXT with all the different coaches and all the different styles there and broadening his horizons beyond just that NXT UK style. And I have to make him very dangerous as he continues to grow in this sport. Um so yeah, I I I do think I I Dragunov was a bit disrespectful to Wesley. Is it just me, or did it feel like Wesley was like, "Hey, I might be the champion," and Dragunov was a bit like, "Yeah, sure, 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 sure." But yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> you got to be honest with you, like Dragunov pretty much could make quick work of Wesley all day long. I'm sorry, bro, but if you're Dragunov, you're that that the mad dragon, and you went to the top and failed. You don't want a new guy there. You don't want their substitute teacher. You want the right. guy who's there every day. Right, right. Well, by the way, is the Mad Dragon one of the coolest nicknames in wrestling right now? 
Sounds like a drug, but I'm with you. Like, I feel like, like there was a time and like, I want to slay the beast was like the coolest thing. But now it's like, I want to face the, the mad dragon. Sounds like, oh, this is a terrifying individual. Yeah, I'm not sure like at the contacts. I mean, Ava Rain has them too, but I'm with you, man. It does sound intimidating as hell. Like, uh, it's a poster somewhere. Yeah, I just it, it it sounds like a final boss. It sounds like a a kind of person that is you should be scared of. And I think he lives up to the name, the Mad Dragon. Again, I, yeah, I agree with you. I don't really know where Dragon comes from. And mm -hmm. I guess his name Dragonoff, but um, as far as his character goes, I don't really know where Dragon comes from, but. Um, uh, well, you always say you can't control his emotions. Have you ever seen an even kill dragon before? Yeah, actually, I have. Where? Have you seen Dragonheart, the 90s classic? No, I haven't. It's terrible. You should watch it. <laughs> it's terrible. You should watch it. This is awful. Try it. Yes. <laughs> it's it's about a dragon slayer who finds the world's last dragon and needs to help him instead of killing it. Dennis Quaid, isn't it? It's a it's a fantastic 90s movie. And by that, I mean, it's a terrible movie, but you'll find yourself enjoying it. Well, since I don't believe dragons exist, uh, let me know in the chat for all never the been even to killed. Australia. I've, I've never been to Australia. I don't think dragons live in Australia, but that's another issue for another time. <laughs> I don't know. And I, even though I have, it is a deep cut because I have Rhea Ripley on, on videos saying they exist. <laughs> She's like, hey, fly about, they exist. All right. Uh, speaking about the women's division, uh, it's, it, we had ourselves a mixed tag team match. Player. Okay. okay. Oh, oh, all right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sad Teddy. No. Um, Rhea Ripley and Dirty Dom Dom of Judgment Day, which is a, a faction I thought for sure had broken up an entire year ago, uh, takes on Lyra Valkyria, which props Tony D, who also having trouble pronouncing that name, and no. Dragon Lee. Mixed tag team rules, but those rules went out the window right quick with the team of Lyra Valkyria and Dragon Lee getting the win. In fact, Dragon Lee pinned the North American champion and dominated. Mysterio. A lot of tendrils to pull from this one, but let's start with Mommy. Rhea Ripley has been antagonizing Lyra for weeks, being like, I want Kelly Instinct. She got some. Did Lyra prove herself this week? Absolutely. She's the first person to make Rhea Ripley look vulnerable in her ring since WrestleMania. Uh, Lyra Valkyria showed that she's on that level and that she can hang with one of the most dominant wrestlers we've seen in years. I think that in a lot of ways, Rhea Ripley got lucky that Raquel Rodriguez showed up because there's a chance that Lyra Valkyria could have scored a clean one on Rhea Ripley. Now Rhea Ripley can say, hey, we'll never know. Yeah. But there's a chance I think Lyra Valkyria could have gotten the win here at this event. Actually, let me take that, uh, that, that the side of thinking. So Raquel does show up, and I we love Raquel Rodriguez. I mean, for the longest time, she was the queen bee of NXT, even though her tenure on the quote unquote main roster has been kind of spotted. You can't deny the strength and power of mm -hmm. the former Lachingona, but I get swinging for the fences. But this could be high heat if with a wiffle ball bat. Is Raquel Rodriguez off her rocker for going after Rhea Ripley? The way she is, yes. I think that I think Raquel Rodriguez has everything you need to win a match with Rhea Ripley. But if you get Rhea Ripley angry and get her fired up and get her taking this personally, then she's going to come at you with more than she ever would have before. I think Raquel Rodriguez should have been under the radar, should have said, look, I got a title match coming up. I'm just going to play it cool and then hit her with everything at payback instead of getting Rhea Ripley fired up. Raquel Rodriguez, I get it. You're strong. You're the, the Hulk Hogan of the women's division. But 
maybe you should have played it cool and then unleashed the Raquel Mania at Payback. I always chuckle at people who do run-ins on NXT from the main roster. Like, you're on a plane, you buy a ticket to Orlando, like, oh, man, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to wait backstage. <laughs> it should be mine. Yeah, uh, that so- is a funny visual. But, <laughs> Just sitting there. Like, uh, hey, can we, do you want to come to my to my show, Raquel? Like, I'm doing something. Sorry, no. I'm going to be spending a few days flying out to Orlando. <laughs> and what I do, watch and what out. I do, I'm going to hit someone, and then I'm going to come back. Totally. <laughs> you must really hate that person. Uh, but on the other side of the match, Dragon Lee pins Dominic Mysterio. We saw Dominic uh, get into it with Ali, uh, the North American uh, champion candidate we all deserve. It looks like there's someone else that stuck their claim for this hierarchy. Jack Farmer, last week we talked about how strong the NA title division is with Dragon Lee getting the pin. Is he the guy on top? He has to be the number one contender. If you pin the champ, you got to be instantly put in contenders consideration. And I don't know if there's a lot of people that stand out as contenders right now for the North American championship. So I think Dragon Lee, absolutely. By the way, if there was still a cruiserweight division, Dragon Lee would be the bully of that division. He's somehow both a fast, like high flying luchador, but also just a powerhouse. Cruiserweight division. I've heard that name in years. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Uh, yeah. Speaking about, yeah, exactly. Because so frankly, they've tried. It's like that that relationship where you you know you like that person, but something just doesn't work out. And like, babe, we tried. It's just it's not it's not us right now. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think I think that they're trying to recapture what it was in WCW day, and, and that was just kind of a lightning in a bottle cool thing that you can't really recreate. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking about recreating, we have Ava Rain, and I think one of her first single matches on NXT, I think she did like a level up match one time against Ivy now, which I think is a very formidable competitor, Ava Rain, fourth generation competitor, which is crazy for two reasons. One, she has family upon family in the wrestling business, and two, I'm old enough to witness a fourth generation competitor. Uh, Did she quit herself well, Jack Farmer? I thought she absolutely did. She almost won this thing. I mean, she was basically dominant throughout the entire process uh, until the very end when Ivy Nile was able to lock in that Dragon Sleeper. By the way, Dragon Off, Dragon Lee, Dragon Sleeper. What's the? We got a theme here for Heat Wave, but the um, Q Seinfeld theme. Boom. boom, 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 boom. <laughs> what is the deal? What's the deal with Dragon? Am I right? <laughs> so we have this, but I, I thought Ava did great. I, like I said, she dominated against someone who's a very tough opponent. Almost got the win, if not for the very end there. And I mean, she takes she takes an L at this event, but I have a feeling she's going to be picking up a lot of dubs in the future. Uh, maybe just one L. How about a second L after the matchup? Ava gets abducted by those schism outliers. I can't believe this faction's been splintering like that. They should really check who gets in the door there, huh? Schism outliers. They have nothing to do with schism. In what fact. Do you mean? In what do fact, you mean? how can you have the masks? I don't understand how anybody, Love anybody can mine. support the Creed brothers. One, the Creeds, what are they? they're fired. What do you mean? One, they broke the rules and showed up at NXT when they weren't supposed to. They so, right there, right there, they should be thrown out of the WWE, cast aside for breaking the laws that they agreed to. They, they're, they're clearly those guys that you make a, a a bet with and they welch on the bet you know they're the kind of guys that borrow your money and never pay you back because they, didn't they, wrestle they agreed to be gone banished from nxt they didn't wrestle they didn't have a match there was no pay window for them that's, that's they just not, showed up that's not what the deal was the deal was they were banished from nxt but they didn't listen now 
they did this thing. I don't know if you know this is illegal, but they kidnapped somebody. <laughs> I wasn't informed. They <laughs> kidnapped somebody. I believe that's still Kidnapping's illegal. illegal? Oh, I will say it's Orlando, so maybe I'm wrong on that one. South, South way. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not illegal enough in Florida. <laughs> but they're they kidnapped this person. They attack her and the camera person. By the way, the camera person is just like, hey, I'm production for NXT. Oh, why are you attacking? <laughs> And then now they're going to keep her hostage until they they uh, they ransom out a, another opportunity. This is what should happen is they should say, OK, well, they did say, OK, they're going to have the match, but it's going to be a cage match. I think what should happen is that the Creed brothers should be the first one there. They should lower the cage, lock the door and say, police, we caught them. Like a that, giant mouse trap. I was gonna say that board game mouse trap. That's what you want. Womp, 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 womp. That should like, happen in the picture in picture break, actually. They should have the picture in picture, and when the cage comes down, they need to have like a guy in an old school bathing suit dive into a, a <laughs> cup, and that triggers the the cage coming down. We are dating ourselves hard because I remember that commercial, but it, it is like a deep cut within a deep cut. Like, <laughs> you, you, you watch the deep cut, the deep cut goes to commercial, and then you see that commercial. That's yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> After all, new eat the cat. No, uh, no so. one else, no one will get it except for us. So like, and then we'll move on. Uh, exactly. This is just for two of us in the stands. So you're <laughs> right. Imagine on the horizon. Ivy now, there's a possibility, I'm not saying I can't foresee the future, that the Creed brothers and Ivy now will be reunited on NXT. But Diamond Mine's been dead for a while. What's the deal, Jack? Are they a group or they're not a group? They bring out Tatum Paxley. What will be next for them? Have they get the opportunity to be on NXT once more? No, they got banned from NXT. They're not around. They're gone. They're done. It's over. It's all right. I mean, all right. They got it. They, we, they're, 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 by the way, I think this is embarrassing for the Creed brothers. They had the opportunity to go to SmackDown, to go to Raw, to go wherever they wanted. But it seems like no one wants them because they're crawling back like an ex who you dump and then they're like, oh, please take me back. I tried. I tried. No one wanted me. Take me back. That's what the creeds are. Right I told now. you that in confidence. No. <laughs> you gotta move on. Gotta move on the self-proclaimed center of the universe, Tiffany Stratton, says this is the summer and or fall of Tiff Tiff. Apparently, the women's locker room didn't appreciate that. It's Blair Davenport, Keanu James, Gigi Nolan, and Roxanne Perez all came out with something to say. In fact, Gigi Nolan had the most time on the microphone I think I've seen ever, even though Keanu James was right. She didn't really beat her. So we got ourselves a big old rigmarole, as a mama says, in the women's division with a four-way match on the horizon next week. Question for you is, who do you think has the best case if you number one contender, and who do you think will win the match next week? Blair Davenport's always the number one contender. She's a Davenport. She's born to be a number one contender. Here she we should go. absolutely be the number one She contender. got folded up at the last pay-per-view, Jack, by Roxanne Perez. Why well, is she Ro number one contender? Roxanne Perez, clearly someone who is going to attack you in a convenience store, obviously has anger issues, hit Tiffany Stratton for no reason at this event. Um, she is on a roll. She's a little bit more violent than a lot of other people. I think that maybe it's something that the folks at NXT should watch. Roxanne Perez maybe getting a little too aggressive over there. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm always going to say Blair Davenport. She's the, she's someone that always finds a way to get to the top. And I think that this is her match to win. Got two more questions for you about this situation because I have burning ones here. Tiffany says Becky Lynch is irrelevant. Agree or disagree? Compared to Tiffany Stratton, absolutely. I mean, Tiffany Stratton is what I'm the asking. center of the universe. That's what I'm asking. That's a cop out. Is Becky Lynch irrelevant? 
In NXT, yes. Ah, I mean, look within boos. within the over the course of WWE, yes. I mean, you can't you can't say she's irrelevant right now. She's Different got a, she's got a match with the one of the greatest of all time, Trish Stratus, and so if she has Trish Stratus's attention, you can't be irrelevant. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm Team Trish Stratus, but absolutely, but. I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're in the crosshairs of Trish Stratus, you you got to be relevant to a degree. That said, I mean, of all the people she named, Becky Lynch is the only one that hasn't won an NXT championship. So, toodles. <laughs> you said that with such grace and poise. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say about this. Uh, so, the thing is about Gigi Dolan. Uh, I think it's a curious case of Gigi Dolan. I mean, Roxanne Perez, Blair Davenport, they're in the mix for the NXT Women's Championship at some point in this whole situation. But Gigi Dolan was someone we all thought was going to be the Shawn Michaels of Toxic Attraction. But we have ourselves, with alongside JC Jane, two individuals who haven't quite found their next gear. Here's an opportunity for next week for her to do so. Does Gigi Dolan at least show and prove that she could be in the conversation? I think this is really a big opportunity for her. Because, yeah, it's interesting. She was with Toxic Attraction and felt very much like the next big thing in the women's division. And then once toxic attraction disbanded, it feels like she's been trying to find her footing for a little bit. I think this is her big chance to show that she belongs in this title picture. I think the fans are rooting for her. I think a lot of people want her to do well. So she's got everything she needs. She's got the goodwill. Now she needs to get a big win because she's been having trouble with Kiana James and Kiana James though I'm a fan of her, it hasn't been in that conversation to be a, a championship contender. And so Gigi Dolan has that. She has all of our, all of our well wishes to get there, but she needs to get a convincing dub at this point. Shout out to Pop Princess in the chat. It says, Becky Lynch is relevant. So the reason why I ask is this. Yes, the, in the, the confines of NXT, Becky Lynch never really won the NXT Women's Championship. And remember, back then, even before the Irish last kicker, she was the lady who did the Irish jig before her mm -hmm. matches. Look it up. It's pretty sad. Now, there's no denying that the man uh, character has won the more... Um, uh, indelible characters in the women's division since 2018 when she beat Charlotte Flair the first time. She called herself the man. The face breaker moment the, near, the, the year after became one of the most iconic moments. It was actually the same year. The most iconic moments in sports entertainment. The question I say about Tiffany Stratton is that Tiffany is on the rise. She is women's champion. Whether I like her or not, because I feel like she would say toodles to me right in the face in real space. Mm -hmm. She is on the rise, but at the same time, Becky Lynch Dare I say, hot take, hasn't really peaked in about two and a half years. She came back from uh, her pregnancy. Congratulations. She found a way to maintain her spot on top of the card. That says a lot. But I'm kind of wondering if she's in that part of her career where there hasn't been anything new, any new mile markers, any new milestones in her career. I was trying to poke the bee's nest, uh, the honeycomb, but Jack so apomly said, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, but that's the reason why I'm asking if Becky Lynch is relevant in the confines of what Tiffany Stratton. Will Tiffany get a rub if she beats Becky Lynch is my question. I got to say, no. It would be almost seen as like a non-canon match if she wins which is kind of a lose-lose for everybody. I, I think if she beat Becky Lynch, that would be a good thing for Tiffany. Mm, really? I, think that would, I think that would matter. Um, I'm not Becky Lynch's biggest supporter, but I, I think that beating Becky Lynch, beating someone who's been the world champ means something. 
Uh, and Becky Lynch is still one of the most talked about wrestlers in the world. So I think getting a win over her would still mean something. Uh, but I agree with you. I, I, Becky Lynch, I haven't been the biggest Becky Lynch fan over the past few years. Uh, but Tiffany Stratton, I am. I do think Tiffany Stratton is in a situation where she's struggling to find contenders. I think she's struggling to find people that really match up to her. I think Thea Hale was a great uh, underdog up and coming challenge, but she doesn't have someone that has that same level of, of um, Thea Hale was coming up. Right. Tiffany Stratton's at the top. Right. She needs someone who's at the top with her to have those rivalries that make us really feel like this championship means something. Um, and I feel like most of the people you would think would be good contenders are taking a lot of L's right now. And so it's hard. It's hard to get her. Cause I look at, yeah, I look at Gigi Dolan. Like we said, I feel but, like she makes sense, but she's not really on a big winning streak right now. Thea Hale obviously has taken some losses. Uh, Roxanne Perez is kind of coming out of a hole. She got dug into for a while. Um, I look at the contenders that have been dominant the people who have been good, I look at Blair Davenport. I look at uh, Cora Jade. I look at a lot of people that, for one reason or another, they don't really match up if, if, it, if you oh, get yeah. my meaning as far as them having a match. So I think Tiffany Stratton's kind of stuck with a lack of contenders right now. Absolutely. I'm with you with that. Uh, last button on Becky Lynch because I'll take all the heat there. I, I can't think of anyone who has dominated Becky Lynch. And, and that is... A problem if you're a contender, you take that matchup championship or not. I've seen people beat Charlotte. I've seen people beat Bailey. Unfortunately, even Sasha Banks, when when she had that match with Bianca Belair, you say a star is born. I think that's a lot that you have to do for anyone to take down someone like Becky, as emphatically as you would have to to get people talking. And there's a lot about both people involved. So please give me all your hate at Global Voice on Twitter if you want to know what I feel about that. But before we get into the MVP of NXT this week, let's talk about a match that didn't really happen. Von Wagner and Baron Corbin have were talking slack drawing for weeks, but the matchup didn't really occur because braun breaker wearing his sweet own merch the best spirit in the business which i think is up there gets involved and i guess we have ourselves a hoss three-way on the horizon i will probably die saying that goldberg had the best spear in wrestling history but as far as right now today braun breaker may have the best spear in the business yeah. See, that might be that might be a very legit shirt i mean who do you put it Who's this? Who are the best spears to you, Flobo? Do you think he's got a right to call himself the best spear in the business? Uh, as far as active competitors, sure. Active, I mean, yeah. Yeah, when you say in the business, I, I almost always imply is that the people who are wrestling now, right? Right. Um, and I would say, yeah, because he's the only person that looks like if you took a takedown from Braun, you would have internal injuries to the point you would be incapacitated for a pin. I don't see that. That was always my problem with Edge because you had someone like Charlotte who is what? 40 pounds lighter. And I go, I believe Charlotte's spear would hurt more than yeah. Edge. And people say, oh, you a hater. So, yes, I think that um, um, Braun has the best in the business. I think Goldberg is the best of all time. And I know people get mad if you're a purist. I thought Rhino was up there, but it's not a spear. It's a gore. Blah, 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 blah. But those are my two. It is a little different. No, it's not just the name. He does a little different. I, like, I, I do like the gore, though. Um, do you think it's better than Roman Reigns? Because the thing about... Bronze also, not only does bronze look like it just rips you in half, right. but he can do it kind of from anywhere. Like right. even from like middle of the ring, standing still where 
Roman does need to kind of go to the corner or do something to sort of build the momentum before he can hit it. Where Braun, I mean, I feel like you could be in a, a lockup, uh, you know, el, el, uh, collar elbow talk, uh, lockup, sure. and he could just throw your hands down and spear you. And yeah, we're, we're getting to the weeds here, but I give Roman the edge as far as like technical form. I feel like if I was training to be a spear giver, <laughs> I would learn from Roman Reigns just because of the length that he lunges his whole body on. But yeah. there is no debate for the size of the trapezes you have to encounter when Goldberg or Braun Breaker takes you. I think that's what I believe. So it's more brutal when Braun does it, even though I think technically or like structurally, it's more graceful when Roman does it. But if I had to rank them, I would definitely put uh, Braun number one over Roman Reigns, even though Roman Reigns put down more competitors with his. I'll say my last thing on this, I'll say Goldberg's was the most, but you can see it in Braun's too, is there's definitely a collision happening when the two bodies meet. I think uh, to your point about guys like Edge, it feels like they both kind of come down together where I just saw a video of Goldberg spearing the giant big show now. But, uh, <laughs> and you literally see like the, ugh. Yeah. like they definitely like there's definitely the collision of the bodies then the collision of the mat instead of just the collision on the mat well this last topic on this before we get to our mvp it looks like von wagner and uh braun breaker are on a collision course but what does that leave baron corbin is he gonna burn his ship somewhere else is he gonna move on he's still technically a free agent does he hang around nxt some more what gives baron corbin needs to get some dubs baron corbin needs to get moving i'm a big fan of corbin and I've been singing his praises, but he hasn't gotten a win. You know, mm. he's gotten a lot of no no contests, but he needs to start getting some wins. Uh, something that was pitched to me by a fellow. <laughs> pitched. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, hey, look, I'm the Phantom GM, right? I get right. Something that was pitched to me by uh, NYC Demon Diva last night on Wrestling Inc. And I love this idea. I think Baron Corbin needs to find a tag team partner by the name of Dijak. And I think this should be two big mean dudes just taking on that division. Cause I think the tag team division needs a little bit of a shakeup also. I hate it. Why do you hate it? I hate, I hate that idea. And I know this is the whole point of the show. Uh, sorry for the inhale. I'm going to bump your segment this week. Uh, but you think about tag teams that are great. You need people who are complementary, right? So somebody can look the same, have the same tights, but be different characters. The problem I have with, with Baron like Corbin. Like and the Undertaker, Brothers of Destruction. Absolutely. They're, they're or similar. the Road Warriors. They're similar, but different, or, right. Or, or the uh, uh, Demolition. Here comes the axe. Here comes the smasher. The I mean, demolition. Three of the greatest tag teams of all time, but it's basically two of the same guys. They're just but they're comp but they're complementary though, because Hawk and Animal were differently shaped. See, okay, okay. Here's here's my caveat though. You look when when Ricochet and Braun uh, Strowman, the other Braun, uh, was in the tag team. It looked like mini me's of each other, right? So my problem is not so much the physical nature of DiJack and Baron Corbin. It's the character nature of Bar Baron Corbin and DiJack. These are two guys who are like respect me. Why? Because I give out pain. And you put two of those guys together, it's going to be as fantastic and as spicy as French vanilla. There'll be specks in that ice cream, but it's not going to hit anybody. It's going to be flat as hell. How are you going to try to argue three of the greatest tag teams of all time with Braun Strowman and Ricochet as your example? I was talking about physical nature. I said even with side uh, demolition or the Road Warriors, they look they're different because they're different body types. But then you look at the difference of body types having the same character in the whole bald head beard stuff as Bear, as Braun Strowman and Ricochet. They look like pretty much mini meets of each other. 
put physical nature aside. Character-wise, you got to be complementary as well as my point. And I think Dijak and Baron Corbin are too similar for me to care about anyone together. They will neutralize themselves. A faction, maybe. But as a tag team, it would be boring. What was the character difference between Axe and Smash? So demolition and road wars about physical natures, right? My thing but, is about but you're, saying, you're saying character. Yeah. So what's the character difference between any of the they're they're they undertaker were literally just like the same yeah. thing too. So there is a bit of a bell curve there. You can be the same thing as far as like our same mission, like schism is pretty much the same mission, they look different. Or you could be like we're two guys who are, are different, we have a similar interest, like the Briggs and Jensen. I'm saying specifically what they two want. There's a problem that's affecting uh, Lucian Price right now, Bronco Nima, is that these are guys that want the same thing, they kind of are the same size, and they have the same cadence. So it looks like a someone in duplicate, and that will never work. That's literally what demolition is. That's literally what road warriors are. That's that's they what, physically look different. That's the road warriors the rockers were. The, okay, the Rockers, I give you that. But I'm saying Demolition <laughs> and the Road Wars physically were different. So you can say, oh, that's the hawk guy. That's the animal guy. But tall white dude with hair versus tall white dude with not hair, not the same, man. It's not going to work. That's half of the difference between the Road Warriors was their haircut. Look, I'm putting it out there that if Dijak and Baron Corbin got together, it's going to be flat and boring. That is my point. Maybe the, the rationale is not there on point, but I do think put them together, you're wasting each this opportunities. Because Burn the Ships is half-baked, but it's on something. Dijak being the punisher of NXT is half-baked, but it's on something. But you put them together, it's going to crash plus burn. I think what we need to do is have everyone watching this let us know in the comments who's right. Like, would 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 uh, Baron Corbin and Dijak be a good tag team? Yes or no, and why? Against the Creeds and Briggs and Jensen and Bronco Nima and Idris Inofe? Yeah, it would be a waste of time. It'd be like the AOP in the main roster. And speaking of the main roster, where's Odyssey Jones? You draft him the Raw, and we haven't seen him in months. I'm going to start a riot. Well, yes, let us know in the chat below, you think. He's the, I think it was, I don't know if it's still up to date, but there's a time when he was the heaviest person on the entire roster. Uh, more than our big Bronson Reed? They say big in his name. I can't remember if Bronson Reed was on the roster when I saw this, but uh, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a big fella. I don't know why you, I, I don't know why they're not using him. Well, I, sorry, sorry to, to, to have that little rant, but let us know in the chat below whether or not you want Jack or Barrett Corbin to be in the tag team. Of course, everyone always supports Jack, so whatever. Uh, before we get out of here, you have to do the whole... ...person, place, or team, or faction, and you can't make one up for this one. I'm back, baby. Oh. You're MVP of NXT, Jack. Oh, sorry. I, it froze up. It just NXT, uh, my MVP. I got to pick one. Is that where we're at? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Braun Breaker. Wow. I mean, Braun Breaker, he had a situation where he was on the outside looking in. He got himself back on the inside, but also laid claim to the best spear in the business. Got us talking about it. And I think that he just took probably the most popular finishing move in all of pro wrestling right now and made it his own. I, I think he took it and he took it from the tribal chief. I mean, that's a big statement to make. And I think there's got a lot of people comparing Braun Breaker to the greatest world champion of all time right now and saying, you know what? I think this one goes to Braun. How do you say you're not the MVP after that? 
I mean, he just didn't want to move and left, but I can't knock it because my MVP didn't even have a match. In fact, it pays me to say this. It's Tiffany Stratton. Uh, here's someone that has four contenders, is on top of the world, and says, you know what? What I'm thinking, that Becky Lynch just doesn't have it anymore. Stir that pot, Tiffany. Please do. Stir that pot. Stir, Stir that, that pot. pot. Hey! Uh, but it's about high time to get out of here. We got some things to do, some wrestling to watch because, you know, we're all about that life. Jack Farmer, you know, if I wanted to hang out with you, follow you, see what you're up to, how would I go about doing that? Yeah, you can follow me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I'm running the gamut on Wrestling Inc. this week. So gonna, I covered Raw, covered NXT. I'm covering AEW tonight, and I'm covering SmackDown on Friday. So that's the best place to keep up with me. Dang, what don't you do, bruh? Anything that that's not pro wrestling, because apparently this is what I spend my life doing now. Damn, so all those groceries are not getting cooked? That's sad. I, they, they never do. <laughs> DrapeToGold.com to learn more about the show. And, of course, do Amsterdam.com. That's K-A-W, Amsterdam.com uh, to learn more about me. I'm trying to get to see if we can get to go over to, to No Mercy and Bakersfield. Beautiful Bakersfield uh, next month. But if we want to see us, if you want to see us there, let us know on social media. I'm on Blue Sky with this guy who's yeah. a real drive armor. So, like, make sure you follow him and me once you hit that up. Um, Yeah. Well, I'm out. We'll do it again next week. But... Until that time, Tech Farmer, please say the words. Do your best and be yourself.